It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everyone, it's Ron Johnson, and this is the Ron Johnson Show on Locked On Sports Minnesota. Today's show, we're going to talk about Minnesota Vikings free agents. Kareem Hump came to town. We know that there were some offensive guards they were looking at. But what does this running back room look like if the Vikings were to sign Kareem Hunt? Did we see enough? in the preseason game to feel like they don't need Kareem Hunt. We'll talk about that as well as Thursday, Wednesday, and then, of course, Saturday, there's football. But the Tennessee Titans are coming to town. We'll talk about what we're excited to see and what to keep an eye on with this joint practice with the Minnesota Vikings and the Tennessee Titans up next on the Ron Johnson Show. Locked on Sports Minnesota Podcast. It's endless Minnesota Vikings talk with the diverse voices of your local experts. Now the Ron Johnson Show. On the field, in the broadcast booth, Ron Johnson is Minnesota sports. He's played with them, hung out with them, and grown up with all the big names in Minnesota sports. They're hanging out with Ron Johnson. It's the Ron Johnson Show on the Locked On Sports Minnesota podcast. And it starts now. Hey, good people, it's Ron Johnson, and this is the Ron Johnson Show on Locked On Sports Minnesota. We want to thank everybody that continues to watch on YouTube. We want to thank all of those who have now tuned in to Amazon Fire and Roku, whichever TV. I have both, so I've tried it on both. It's very simple. You just go to your app market. You search for Locked On Sports Minnesota, whether you have an Amazon Fire device or you have a Roku TV. Either way, just search Locked On Sports Minnesota. Those little boxes, you know, they show you shows. It'll be right there on your TV. You can get all of our videos all of our shows, you can get every show every day is uploaded. We want to thank all of our partners. Those listening on SiriusXM, welcome. Thanks for downloading the SiriusXM app. But we want you to know this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Just go to FanDuel.com backslash Locked On to get started. It's going to make every moment more. Trust me, I did it. It made the Nuggets-Lakers. I have no dog in the fight of a Nuggets-Lakers game. It made it exciting for me down to the wire. I bet five and a half. I got five and a half points on the Nuggets. They almost lost. They almost won. Well, sorry. They almost won by five, which would have been a loss for me. But they won by six. So, hey, it made that game super exciting. Sam remembers that. So, as I bring Sam extra to the show, my producer, Vikings football right now this season, it feels weird. I'm not going to lie. I don't know about you, Sam. Mm-hmm. It feels like the season of, like, unknown. To be honest, I don't know if that's me, maybe because I've been around so long. I've been around some like strong, like there's been years where you're like, boom, we know what this team's going to be. You know, like Xavier Rose, Stefan Diggs, Adam Thielen's year, you know, the Minneapolis miracle year. We're like, boom, we know what we're going to be. We know what this team's about. Um, this is a year like when they drafted Justin Jefferson, I'm like, oh, wow. Like this guy, like they're, they're about to do some special things with this team. When they got Kevin O'Connell, I think we had hope. We're like, man, this team's a- now Kevin O'Connell's second year, it's 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 one of those things of like, what have you done for me lately? Like he's now hitting his sophomore coaching season. Uh, to me, right now, it's so much unknown with this team. There's so many contracts mm-hmm. out there that people are trying to figure out. Kirk Cousins doesn't have a deal. Like I I can't imagine, and it's coming, Sam. And this is what's going to be sad. I'm gonna be real. A Vikings team without Kirk Cousins. Like, what are we gonna do? Because you look at so many teams, like the 49ers right now are trying to figure out Brock Purdy versus Trey Lance. Trey Lance actually had a good, really good preseason game. 
when you when you try to figure out who your quarterback's going to be, when you look at the the Packers and allegedly maybe Jordan Love might be good. I don't know. We'll see. He might be better than Jordan Fields, according to if you watch Twitter. But the Vikings without a quarterback, I don't know what what we're going to get. Like, are we going to go through this whole like drafting a guy out of Florida State and ponder? Christian Ponder. Are we going to go through, you know, let's bring in McNabs and all these type of guys? Like, what is what are the Vikings going to do? And so, that's what, I mean, is Trey Lance just going to come back and be the Vikings quarterback? I would appreciate that. I, I would take that. But when we're talking about what this team's going to look like, Sam, like, I just don't feel like we really know until football starts. Maybe this is just one of those mm-hmm. years because I'm so dialed into, like, training camp. The team. This is year two of the Ron Johnson show with you and I. And locked on sports. Um, so maybe we're just really, we're too in tuned with the team. And, and maybe that's part of it because I'm inside and I see what's going on. I just feel like there's a lot of question marks. Brian Flores. So there's so much unknown. And now you throw another wrench in this. Kareem Hunt comes to visit Minnesota. They work them out. When I look at the preseason game, I will say in my opinion, this is my opinion, Ty Chandler is, is running back too. Yeah. Alexander Madison you got Ty Chandler, and then you let Kane and McBride figure out running back three. But here's the problem. Did Ty Chandler – now, this is from a fan perspective. We saw how fast he was moving, how, how shifty he looked. But did he do enough for the coaches? Did he do enough for the coaches to feel like Ty Chandler's too? Kane Wangwu. Now, we've seen this a lot happen. Players get injured. Staff tells us, oh, they'll be back in a week or two. And then we're looking at week eight of the football season, and dude's still on PC. He's still uh, unable to perform. Yeah. And, and then we're sitting back, like, you know, like what's going on? Like Andrew Booth, I thought he would be out longer with that groin because you saw, you could see him when he ran off the field. He kind of he was grabbing and rubbing his groin. My guess is just a little bit of soreness, dehydration, like going through camp again. Like it's not like it used to be where you beat your body up to the point where when the season comes around, you're ready to go. They're not beating themselves up. They're not having to fight through injury and soreness. They're walking through in the morning and then they're coming out and having one practice. Like their bodies are just trying to figure this out. And so when you see that with with Andrew Booth, I was like, here we go again. Like, here we go again. I thought the dude, and he came back and played. Seahawks maybe should have stayed out because the fade route, didn't look promising. I don't know how you get beat that bad on the fade in the red zone. Like you got to know you got you had inside help. Give up the slant. Don't give up the fade because there's nobody out there. You are the widest receiver, or sorry, corner guarding the widest receiver. Why are you worried about like just jump the slant after he catches it? Why are you jumping it so bad that you get beat on the fade? But now we're talking running back Sam Kareem Hunt comes to town. Uh, just we just don't know. Like, is 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 Kane Wong will really hurt just a little bit, or is he probably out? Like, are they going to give him an IR settlement to get through this season and say, hey, we'll put you on IR. We're going to bring in Kareem Hunt, um, or is this one of those things where they're going to they want to work Kareem Hunt out just in case Kane Wong will by week one or week three of the preseason he's still hurt and the timeline is like non-existent because if it's a soft tissue, we don't know if it's a high ankle. Who knows? Like Tristan Jack or um, Jalen Naylor. You just don't know. So when you think about this with bringing Kareem Hunt in, this is what I'll say. Mm-hmm. Clearly the Vikings are missing Dalvin Cook. They they wish he would have signed for $7 million. Dalvin Cook probably wished at this point he would have signed for $7 because now you look at it, he's still out there. Kareem Hunt might take 2 or $3 million 
and maybe that's the way to go. But I, I do like the opportunity of bringing a guy in who's a proven veteran um, who could really bolster and help this backfield out. But I don't know, Sam, what are your thoughts? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot to chew on here. <clears throat> so Dwayne McBride struggled a bit in the game. Mm-hmm. Kane Wong was hurt. Maybe the Vikings are feeling like they do need another body in that room. Mm-hmm. And when asked about Ty Chandler, Kevin O'Connell said he was great in the game, but we need to see it more consistently. Mm-hmm. So maybe they're, they were a little worried about his consistency. Now, Kareem Hunt, again, he's part of this, this big cadre of running backs that are struggling to find a home. Uh, just turned 28. Last year, stats aren't great. 3.8 yards per carry mm-hmm. um, in 123 attempts. But I'm looking at his stats, Ron. He was buried behind Nick Chubb. He mm-hmm. didn't get many opportunities. After right. week eight last year, he didn't get a game where he had more than nine attempts. Right. So it's hard to get going when you're only getting five, four, two. Um, so I'm willing to to take a look at Kareem Hunt and say, well, maybe there is more than meets the eye. The year before that, he was a lot more efficient. And we all remember what he was in his rookie year with Kansas City, you know, Correct. before um, his domestic violence incident. 1,300 yards, eight touchdowns, 4.9 yards per carry. People might have called him one of the the rising top backs in the league at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, the mileage wears up, or it, it, it adds up so fast on these running backs. Um, but if the price is right, I think I'd be willing to take a flyer on on Kareem Hunt. And I'm curious, too, like what, what are the Vikings' goals with these workouts? Because they bring in Dalton Reisner, right? They, they yep. talked it up as if they were going to sign him. Nothing happened. Yeah. Um, Kareem Hunt brought him in, talked him up. Nothing happened. Mm-hmm. So are they just getting intel? Are the guys asking for too much money? Mm-hmm. Why aren't these deals coming together after these pretty high-profile workouts? I'm, I'm curious about that. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember being a free agent as well. Um, I remember going, doing the same thing. Uh, I went to the Pittsburgh Steelers to work out. I went to work out for the Bears. Um, Sometimes it just comes down to fit. I, I do remember looking back on that. I'm like, oh, man, I wish I had signed with the Steelers because I think they end up winning the Super Bowl like that year or a year later because uh, they won in 05, right? Was it when they won? Yeah, Steelers. Yep, that sounds about right. In Detroit. They the Seahawks. And then they yep. beat the Cardinals again, and that was 09, I think. Yeah, so that would have been my – that would have been the year I would have been there. If they had, they were going to – because I was looking more – that was at the point where – um I was going to maybe play a little H-back because that's when I realized I could be an H-back. Um, so the Steelers kind of had me working out as an H-back, um, you know, running routes, doing some things. And I'm like, because oh, I just left the – I got hurt with the Bears, so I had to sit out for a little bit. So this was like a mid-season signing type deal. Uh, got hurt with the Bears, so I had to sit out for a couple weeks. Um, left the Bears, and then when I was kind of, I guess, deemed healthy enough to, to, to work out, worked out for the Steelers. Um, didn't work out though. They didn't sign me. They ended up winning the Super Bowl. I'm like, oh crap, that'd have been great. But um, the thing they do, this is the thing, these are the questions they ask you. When they bring you in, they ask you one, what do you think, whether it was got cut, didn't sign, you know, they want to see where your mental state is. Are you are you uh disgruntled? Uh, if you have past issues or injuries, they're gonna bring it up. Uh, that's their job because they want to see. Like, are you an angry person? Like, they, they might ask them, like, hey, man, I know you've had issues in the past. Uh, looks like it's all behind you. Uh, you know, what have you done to, to, to improve yourself? It's like a psychology test. They want to know because they're going to have their psychologist probably from the team or a doctor talk to you. They want to get to know who you are because this is like a quick marriage. Like, hey, we got to get married now. Like, like, let's see what we can get out of this guy. 
when you work them out, you talk through like scheme and hey, uh, this guy's here, this guy's here. Who are you picking up? They probably watch film with the guy a little bit too. Like, hey, here's some of the stuff uh, we, we do in the passing game. Do you, how, how can you, because you know, you look at Kareem Hunt, that rookie year, like you said, 53 catches. 53 catches. So that's somebody, you know, when you look at like, look, you've been this guy. Uh, here's the role you've had, like you said, buried behind Nick Chubb. Uh, here's the role you've had. Uh, would you be willing to to maybe be a backup, but maybe a little bit more usage? Because Alexander Madison has never been a 272 carry back. Um, what would that look like? Like, are they both splitting 150 carries? Like, you know, like what what is all that? So at the end of the day, yes, Sam, it's a little bit about money. Uh, they have to figure out what's the contract. Can we come to can we come to because they're gonna call his agent if they if they want to sign him. They call the agent, kind of get a heads up. Hey, we really like him. Uh, what, what do you what do you think will get this deal done? You know, and then the agent plays his game. Well, what what, what are you guys thinking? Like, what do you think? You know, like nobody wants to show their hand because if the agent says two million, the Vikings say Let, let's do it, two million. They're like, whoa, was that too low? Vice versa. If the Vikings are like, ah, oh, man, I don't know, we're we're we're, we're thinking around four and a half, five million. Okay, done, done. And they're like, whoa, whoa, wait, wait, did we offer him too much? You know, like it's it's a negotiation, and so. Mm-hmm. Like her cousin said in Netflix, and we all heard, or no, sorry, uh, he was on the radio maybe, but everybody heard that. I think maybe with Dan Patrick, but he's like, this is why I do what I do. I don't worry about the money. I let my agent handle that. They're going to throw out a ton of numbers to you. They're going to throw out a ton of ideas. Until you have something concrete, don't bring it to me. Don't even tell me. I don't want to I don't want to feel disrespected by a lowball offer. I don't want to feel disrespected by by whatever conversation you're having with them. I want to play football. So my mind's not. And I think that's a great way to do it because um, guys that represent themselves, like Lamar Jackson, if Lamar Jackson hadn't got that deal done representing himself, I think he would have had a little bit of like, like, okay, screw you guys. I know exactly what you think of me. Okay. Okay. You don't think I'm as good as so-and-so. You don't think I'm as good as Josh Allen, whatever, you know, whatever it might be. Uh, I think the Ravens realize like, look, uh, this is a unique situation. We're not talking to his agent. I'm the GM. I'm actually talking to the player right now. So I got to be respectful of his feelings uh our, our our cfo has to be respectful of his feel like you can talk to an agent however you want hey man like dude come on man let's be real man these these quarterbacks don't last long these running backs don't last long. you can't do that with the player in the room you gotta you gotta be tact and respectful so i think there's a little bit of that too with cream hunt there they want to figure out who they have also cut day is coming in two weeks that could be part of this too. What running backs are going to get cut that you really liked, that you really wanted, and they might be out there as well. Uh, Cause like you say, it's about consistency with Ty Chandler. So it's tough to understand what that means with a running back because they are not going full go all the time besides in these games. So I yeah. think this is the week and maybe this is the week to see uh, a really elite running back and Derrick Henry operate in practice and then see your running back room. So this is a great week for the Minnesota Vikings speaking of uh Derrick Henry and the Tennessee Titans and and watching an elite running back Tennessee Titans are coming to town coming up in the next segment we're going to talk about what we are excited for with these joint practices and what to watch for for those fans going or just checking out Twitter to see some of the highlights but stay tuned for that we have a word from our sponsors It's football season, and that is a big time of year at FanDuel. They have an amazing new promotion going on right now. You can bet on a Super Bowl winner. So I'm looking at the odds right now. Vikings are plus 3,500. All right, 35 to 1. Punch that in on the Vikings. 
here's what happens. Whenever the Vikings win during the season, you get bonus bets in return. So let's say the Vikings win 10 games this year. 10 times you will get bonus bets. You can put on spreads, player props, over-unders, or hundreds of other bets at FanDuel. And then you still have that chance to cash the 35-1 to Super Bowl win bet. Do that now at FanDuel. Go to the website, fanduel.com slash locked on, fanduel.com slash locked on. Start earning bonus bets at America's number one sports book, FanDuel. Make every moment more. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Well, Sam, it's training camp still in full effect. And this is the part that the NFL has added that I think everybody loves. I think hard knocks kind of gave people a glimpse into what joint practices look like. And I think the NFL and coaches and GMs, they really, as they they started to to take away one, they took away a preseason game and added a regular season game. I think, okay, good job. Because preseason, you don't make a lot of money. If you look at the Seahawks stadium and, and, and money and fans and who was there who watched it. And then you look at the regular season. You sell those out. You get a ton of fans. You get a ton of TV. You get commercials. You get it. So I think, and honestly, I feel like the owners, they would rather have a 20-week season if they could because they know it's way more money. And maybe just do a couple joint practices and then let's get to the season. But these joint practices give coaches an opportunity to see their ones versus the other team's ones, to plug in guys with the ones with against the other team's ones, to see How's this guy do? Now, you're not going to get a true, like, t- but you're going to get banging. You're going to get hitting. You're going to get guys from the other team. We saw this with the 49ers last year. You're going to get some, some chippiness because guys haven't really had a chance to really hit somebody hard besides the game. But in practice, there's already frustration, but you can't take it out on your own teammates. Well, you can, and you can get cut from the team. As we saw, there's been some guys that got cut from teams for fighting, like inciting riots and fights. Mm-hmm. But when you think about the Tennessee Titans coming to town, Sam, some things I'm looking forward to. I really want to see DeAndre Hopkins. That's first, and I'll explain why. But other than that, Amani Hooker, he's from Minnesota. He played at Iowa. Unfortunately, he played at Iowa. Should have went to the Gophers, but he's going to be here. So looking forward to seeing that. Uh, Sean Murphy Buntings from Detroit, where I'm from. Uh, Buccaneers, Super Bowl champion now with the Tennessee Titans. And then Chris Harris, friend of the show, DB coach, uh, pass game coordinator, uh, got a raise and an upgrade in title to pass game coordinator, uh, left the Washington football team, and now he's with the Tennessee Titans. So I'm really looking forward to catching up with Chris Harris because Chris Harris can give me some insight into Monty Hooker, into uh, Sean Murphy Bunting. He can talk to us about Justin Jefferson now up front and like up front and center. Up front and center. Like last year, he kind of talked about what they saw in JJ, but now he's going to get to see this guy practice, what he thinks of him. But here's what I'm really excited about DeAndre Hopkins. For those that have seen this clip, D'Angelo Hall, and, and DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins, one-on-one in practice. And this is a young DeAndre Hopkins. Hadn't really made a name for himself yet. Runs a route, slaps a guy in the head, wins the route, drops the ball. Dang, does that. DB's running by. 
you ain't win that. You ain't win that. You ain't make the catch, which is true. That's true. Like, this is what people don't understand. DBs, we hate them because of that. Like, you get absolutely murdered in a route, and then they, like, cheer when you drop the ball. Fine. You're right. We didn't win the route. But then DeAndre or D'Angelo Hall, as DeAndre Hopkins walking back to, like, his huddle, like, slaps him on the chest. Like, hey, man, you slapped me in the head like that. Like, like something. And DeAndre Hopkins just tells him, hey, man, don't put your hands on me. I'm a grown man. And DeAndre Hopkins, you know, D'Angelo Hall says something, and, you know, here we go. DeAndre Hopkins, we can box. We can box, man. I don't fear nobody but God, homie. I don't fear nobody but God. We can box. Like, he went from running around to boxing D'Angelo Hall within four seconds. That's why you love guys like DeAndre, uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Now, he's older now. He's more mature. I don't know if there's anybody on this team he would box. I think him and Byron Murphy were teammates with the yes. Arizona Cardinals. Correct. So, there, I think there's some love there. I don't know if there's any hate. So, there's going to be some love there. But then there's some other guys he doesn't know. Caleb Evans. He doesn't know Andrew Booth Jr. on the other side. Like, he, there's some guy. I mean, he's a Clemson guy, though. They are Clemson Tigers. So maybe there's some connection there with him. In, so maybe he'll take it easy on Andrew Booth because they're Clemson Tigers. But he doesn't know what Caleb Evans in the Missouri. The Missouri Tigers, he doesn't care about them. So there could be some, 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 some chatter, some fisticuffs. Uh, so I'm looking forward to seeing DeAndre Hopkins work, though, because you get to see Justin Jefferson on one side and DeAndre Hopkins on the other, two of the best receivers in the NFL. So I'm really excited about that. But I don't know, Sam, what are you looking forward to? Yeah, a couple things. Number one, this backup quarterback situation with Tennessee behind Ryan Tannehill. And Tannehill's kind of in the Kirk Cousins situation, right? They're not oh, yeah. going to commit to him long term. He's he's Cousins' age, about 35. He's probably going to be done soon. It seems like they've got a competition between Malik Willis and Will Levis mm -hmm. to see who the next guy is going to be. Remember the hype about Malik Willis last year? He was the the next Lamar Jackson. And got fell to the third round. And then they draft Levis, which seems to to show they don't really trust Malik Willis that much. But he started the preseason game, Ron. Right. Uh, they had him throw it 25 times against the Bears. Uh, went 16 of 25. Rushed for a touchdown. Uh, threw an interception. Got sacked four times. What didn't go really well for Malik Willis. Will Levis threw an interception. Got sacked four times in that preseason game. Passer rating. 51.2, not great. So they've got a couple quarterbacks behind Tannehill that are jockeying, trying to rise up and be that number two guy and maybe the number one guy eventually. Obviously going to be intrigued by all of them. I want to see Tannehill. I want to see Willis. Mm -hmm. I want to see Levis. Um, and then defensive tackle, Ron. First of all, familiar name, Jaleel Johnson is a backup defensive tackle on that team. But Jeffrey yeah. Simmons is a wrecking ball. Yeah. Former first-round pick. He's going to test that interior line, and I think the Vikings' offensive line needs it because they didn't play except for Ingram against Seattle. So let's see how they hold up against a pretty good interior rush because that's always been the concern with this group. Ed Ingram, Garrett Bradbury struggling in pass blocking. How are they going to do against some, some legit dudes uh, like Jeffrey Simmons pushing the middle forward and trying to collapse that pocket? Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's another big one because we talked about, like you said, Dalton Reisner coming in to visit. Clearly, the Vikings are looking to bolster that offensive line a little bit. Uh, also, maybe they just want to know what's out there. Like, I think they wanted to get through these practices, maybe preseason, seeing like, OK, what does Ed Ingram give us? Is it enough? Because they know this window with Kirk Cousins, they have to take advantage of it. Uh, because once you take advantage, like once you technically maybe you lose Kirk Cousins, the window closes. And then how do we build? Uh, can we get a Trey Lance? I keep throwing that name out there, but can they get a Trey Lance? Can they get a, a future quarterback uh, for this team? 
is Kirk Cousins the future? If he is, he probably only has two. Like he said, he said, I want to play as long as I can play. Uh, maybe plays till he's 40, like some of these other quarterbacks recently, because he's going to start. I mean, he has a body guy now. So maybe. But in order to keep Kirk Cousins healthy, keep Kirk Cousins happy, you got to have that inside line because we know Kirk Cousins with a clean pocket is the best, is one of the best, because he's already top four with, with a dirty pocket. You keep a clean pocket in there, he's top two. And I don't know if he's two. Like, well, I'm lying. Patrick Mahomes is legit. I'm going to stop. Let me stop. I don't even want to play this game with you people because you're going to be mad. And I'm going to see tweets. Can't believe Ron said Kirk Cousins better than Patrick Mahomes. Never, never, never said that. Preposterous uh, statement tournament. Very preposterous. But I will say this. Like, Kirk Cousins is a top four quarterback. You give him a clean pocket. He's really accurate. He's really consistent. How do you do that? You keep the middle of that line nice and strong and clean. I think uh, Ezra Cleveland, I think he's fine. I think Garrett Bradbury is okay. But how do you help Garrett Bradbury? Maybe you do go sign a Dalton Reisner. I think it's going to be between one of these veterans out there. You could have a cream hunt. Like, is a, is a running back the answer or is it the line? I think it's the line. I would rather go into the season with, with, with Alexander Madison and Ty Chandler. Why? Because the Chiefs went into it with some unknowns other than Jet McKinnon. Nobody knew what Isaiah Pacheco was going to be. So, like, why not do that? Why not just go into the season with, with a faceless group of running backs, knowing that this league is about quarterback, receiver, play, and defense? I think that's the way to go. You add the offensive line to Dalton Reisner. But, again, maybe there's some Tennessee Titans guys that they get to see this week. They get cut, and then all of a sudden they pick them up. Uh, maybe Will Levis ends up as a Viking. Maybe Malik Willis ends up as a Viking. Who knows? Maybe Ryan Tannehill <laughs> comes over as a Viking because one of those other guys take him out. We don't know. We don't know. But we do know is we got the daily three coming up. That's three questions, about a minute each. Sam's going to lead the way. I'm going to answer the questions. We're going to have a little fun. But before we do that, people, I want you guys to remember, XM Radio is a par proud partner of Locked On Sports Minnesota. There's no twin games today, but just know that Locked On Sports Minnesota is on the SXM app. And also, as these twins try to hold on to first place, as they try to make it to the playoffs, probably have to play – I don't know who they play first. They're going to play a juggernaut first, of course. And if they don't play well, they're going to be done early, just like the Timberwolves. That's what we do. But XM Radio, except for the Vikings. Well, the Vikings lost to the Giants. Oh, my goodness. Okay. We got to figure this out, people. Maybe, maybe. Here's the thing. You guys have all seen Angels in the Outfield. Bear with me. We've all seen Angels in the Outfield. It was all about unity. Maybe if every Minnesota fan downloads the SXM app. Let's start that tweet, people. Everybody, download the SXM app. You can get all of our videos. You have to download Locked On Sports Minnesota. You have to start following Vikings broadcast on XM Radio. You can follow Twins broadcast on XM Radio. Maybe the Timberwolves are going to end up on XM Radio. But you know what's going to happen? They're going to feel that, 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 that power from all the people on their devices just, just tuned in to their game. And just like Angels in the Outfield, they're going to make it out the first round, people. They're going to make it out the first round of the playoffs. Trust me, download the SXM app. We're going to have some success, but make sure you download Locked On Sports Minnesota on the SXM app. Just search Locked On Sports Minnesota. All right, well, now it's time for the Daily Three. That's three questions. Take about a minute each. Take it away, Sam. All right, so while the Vikings were working out Kareem Hunt, they actually signed a veteran linebacker, Tanner Vallejo, 28 years old, He's played for the Bills, Browns, 
Washington football team and Cardinals in his career. Mm-hmm. Special teams ace. He's appeared in 82 games, mostly as a backup linebacker and a special teamer. Ron, what do you think his place is on this team? Do you think he's a, a 53-man candidate? And who would he be knocking off the roster if he gets on? Yes, I, I think from a special team standpoint, um, I, I'm going to go with yes. But the reason is for it is, one, he came from the Arizona Cardinals. So when you think about the Arizona Cardinals, um, it's probably some conversation. They, like you, you go get, uh, what's his name, Byron Murphy Jr., so clearly there's something about this Arizona Cardinals, you know, group that that some of these coaches liked uh, when, when you take a look at them. But when, when you look at the linebackers and I, and I think I said this on the uh, football part or the um, the roundtable, I'm yep. looking for a guy to be a dog like who's gonna, or maybe I said this on K-Fan. I'm looking for a guy to be a dog and, and, and you need a dog on special teams. You need a dog on defense. Uh, you need a dog on um, offense and, 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 and on offense, your dog is usually the offensive line. Like you want your offensive line to be the biggest, the strongest, the nastiest of your team. Like a like a like a John Randall on defense, a Randall McDaniel on offense, or somebody like that. And then you then you look at what's next. Special teams. You got to have a demon that's willing to run down there with his hair, like his hair is on fire, and um just make plays. And so when I look at this depth chart, I'm just going straight to the linebackers with this mm-hmm. really quick. So Marcus Davenport, Jordan Hicks, Brian Osamoa, uh, we know they're fine when you look at your outside linebackers. You also have uh, Daniil Hunter. You got Patrick Jones. Uh, I think he's fine. And then you go down to the other side. You got Troy Dye. Uh, you got Troy Reader. And you got DJ Wanham. I think DJ Wanham is fine. I think Troy Dye and Troy Reader, because Ivan Pace, I think is fine. I think I would move him ahead of Reader. I think Troy Dye is the one. I think... Troy Dye and Troy Reader, depending on what this, because these are your special teams guys now. So if this, if, if Vallejo is a better special teams guy, knowing he's going to be the fifth or sixth linebacker, and I got Troy Dye, Troy Reader, or Vallejo, I think it comes down to him. So I, I think those are the guys, because even though right now they have them with the twos, and Troy Dye more so because he doesn't have anybody directly right now behind him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ivan Pace is ahead of Reader. We know that. Maybe Reader is the guy that's going to be affected by bringing in Vallejo. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think you you read that correctly. I think the two Troys might be in trouble. I mean, I think that Die and Reader will probably be battling now. If Vallejo is indeed going to make the team, mm-hmm. those two probably can't both make it also. Correct. Um, and, yeah, I like Vallejo's resume a lot. I mean, and they remember they – they lost Willem Quenku in the game to an injury, so mm. so he he's out of the the picture. And then it sounds like Brian Asamoah is a little dinged up. I don't think it's too bad, but he's missed a few practices. So uh, they get a body in here, an important person just to have for joint practices. But I think he's got a good chance to knock either Reader or die off. So we'll we'll see how it goes. But based on what he's done, I mean, he's got fifteen hundred career special team snaps from what I'm seeing. Um, so there's a lot to like about that resume. Even if he doesn't play a lot in games, he could definitely be a special teams guy. Right. And I think that's the key is like special teams. You're only going to have 27 ish, 28 ish, maybe 30 players affect offense and defense. You got your 22 Mm -hmm. then you got your four and four with your special packages and guys coming in and out, uh, maybe 34. Cause you got four, you know, the extra receivers that can come in. You got the running back and fullbacks. Uh, you also have the nickels and all that stuff. You have the big package on defense when they go goal line. But then after that, 
you got to have some special teams guys. And that's where those other like eight come into play. And yeah, maybe this is the guy. All right. What you got next? Yeah. So the FIBA World Cup is going on. Anthony Edwards is part of that team. Mm -hmm. They had a big exhibition against Spain yesterday and, and Edwards was great. And there's a viral highlight going around of him blocking it at one end and then dunking on the other end. But mm -hmm. this is a tweet from Myron Medcalf. Let me know what you think about it. Yeah. His tweet says, Anthony Edwards has moved to a different level. If the Timberwolves can get healthy, get a healthy Towns all season, mm -hmm. all defense, Rudy Gobert, just got paid Nas Reed, and the next tier of the unstoppable Jaden McDaniels, the Timberwolves could be the most intriguing team in the whole NBA. What do you think about that? Um, yes. So here's the thing. If, 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 if Rudy Gobert can give what Will Kessler gave, or what uh, was it? Walter Kessler? Was it Walker Kessler? Walker Kessler. Sorry. Yep. Will Will Levis Walk Walter? Yeah. So uh, Walker w. Kessler. It's all in there. If 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 Rudy Gobert can give you what Walker Kessler gives, which is youthfulness and movement, I think Rudy Gobert has to get comfortable. Because I will say this: like it, like there's some players that can just play together because they grew up doing this. Like I could put Trey Young with Anthony Edwards and like a Steph Curry. And they're going to find a way to coexist. You could put James Harden like they're doing of late. You can put James Harden with a Kyrie Irving that doesn't have like issues off the field with a whoever. They can find a way to coexist. Rudy Gobert is a big. It's hard for him to coexist because he doesn't know where he fits. And so I think I think them figuring out where he fits in this lineup, where he fits on this team. If it becomes an Anthony Edwards, defer to him first. Carl Anthony Towns is a big piece of this. Nas Reed is going to be a defender. Rudy Gobert can be a defender. I could see them going to another level. I, I could see that. Like, I, I truly could. If Mike Conley is going to be the guy that steers the ship in the right direction. But how far? I could see them being a four seed, like a four or five seed. But the problem, here's the problem, healthy. I think that's a key. Can Carly Towns stay healthy? So, yes, I do agree. I think Anthony Edwards can be really good. He's got his number one back coming this season, so maybe he's going to have a little bit more bounce in his step. Uh, but he does look good. He does look good. But I think it's it's comes down to health. If Carlton Town goes out and like game like Anthony Davis with the Lakers, if he stays healthy, they win the they win the championship probably because they probably have a better seeding. Or not win. Uh, the Nuggets are really good, but probably do better and they're in a better position to make it to the finals uh than they were. But when you think about this, health, that's the key. Can Carlton yeah. Town stay healthy? I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I I think that this tweet is it's pretty optimistic. I feel like we said the same thing last year. We said Edwards is going into year three. He's reached a different level. Yeah. Towns, you know, Gobert is going to be all defense. Jaden McDaniels is going to take the next step. We said right. all the same things last he season. Did. So is it all going to be true this year? Maybe for a couple of the guys, but for all of them to take that mm. step is maybe a little optimistic uh, yeah. for me. Last one, and it's a simple question. Uh, Preseason game number one, we didn't see Kirk Cousins. We didn't see many starters. Do you want to see Kirk and the starting offense in the second preseason game? Yes, I do. I do. When I look at other teams now, I'm starting to see other teams because I was so confused by Kevin O'Connell because he never did it. But then I'm watching these other games and I see Justin Fields. I see Jordan Love. Um, yeah, I, I kind of would like to see Kirk Cousins for a series. I mean, we don't need much of Kirk. We know he's a starter, you know, but like you got to get some game speed and game feel and, and feel, feel like somebody's going to hit you. Like, what are you going to do with the ball when you feel like somebody's going to hit you? Because right now, you know nobody's going to hit you. So you are nice and comfortable back there just throwing pretty bombs. What, what are you going to do when somebody's going to hit you? And so 
I would like to see him for a series, but I know Kevin O'Connell runs it the way he thinks, which is no. Uh, I think he's going to get enough out of out of them, even though they can't touch him in practice. But he's going to get enough out of the ones uh, in the in these this was Wednesday Thursday practice with the Titans. So he probably feels like no, I don't need to put Kirk out there because if he gets hit or this offensive line is not ready, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I and again, you don't have Brian O'Neill, but you're probably not going to have Brian. I mean, at this point, I don't feel like you're there. They can say they're going to have him. I don't know if they're going to have him for Week One. Like I just don't see, it. and I don't know if it's worth it against the Bucks. Nothing against the Bucks. But they don't even have a quarterback that we know can get it done. So, like, let the Bucks implode offensively, and then you just go out there and, and run the ball and be efficient. Because none of the quarterbacks right now for the Bucks look good, uh, unless the social media team is just not their team. Sorry, the world is just doing a great job of showing all the negatives of Bucks quarterbacks uh, competition. I mean, it's some of the funniest throws I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> um, it, it's some of the like they can't get plays in. Like the the Cardinals are the same way. Like just horrible looking situations right now. So. I don't know, but I I would like to see Kirk for one uh, deal. But can you get the whole offensive line out there? Can you get Justin Jefferson out there? Probably not. So that that's the only concern. I think like they were saying, um, uh, the Panthers quarterback, like he went out there without the ones and got destroyed. So I think that's a little bit of what you want to feel too. Is like, uh, do we want to put Kirk out here without a full strength offensive line? Uh, the offense is not really going because this game doesn't mean anything. Like thirteen twenty four, we lost the Seahawks. Does it matter? It doesn't. So I would love to see Kurt, but probably won't. What do you think? Yeah, same. I would like to, but we won't. I I think that the joint practices will accomplish what they want to accomplish. And Mm -hmm. after watching the documentary, if you can just reduce the hits on Kirk, even if he reduce four hits Mm -hmm. from the preseason game, you know, there's no need to uh, get him hit at all. I think before the regular season. So I don't think we'll see him. I think he's on ice until the season starts. Yeah. Well, I'm Ron Johnson. That's Sam Ekstrom. That'll do it for us today. We want to thank you guys that continue to watch, like, download, subscribe, share, tell everybody about us, comment. I love to see the comments when people tweet like, man, I can't believe you guys said that. I really, honestly, I don't think you guys understand. I really do appreciate that to see that people are actually watching, listening, uh, telling us what they think of our take for that morning. Trust me, good or bad, just talk to us. I, I'm, I'm not going to be offended if you say, hey, I can't believe you said Kirk Cousins is a top four quarterback. I don't, I don't, I'm not going to be mad about that. You tell me why you think he's not. I think he is. Uh, but if you want endless Viking talks, you have to subscribe. Make sure you subscribe to Locked On Sports Minnesota on YouTube where you can find all of our videos, instant podcasts after every single game and after every press conference. We're always going to bring the biggest news to you when people are cut, just like we did today, when people are signed, just like we did today. We're going to make sure you know about it. But again, I'm Ron Johnson. That's Sam Ekstrom. I want to thank you guys. Have a great day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.